This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Welcome to Special Teams, a production of iHeartRadio. Greetings and welcome inside Special Teams with Jason Smith and Mike Harmon, our weekly podcast that looks back at big years in sports for individual teams that are memorable for one reason or another. Our show, he and I, Mike and I, the two of us, he and me, me and him, Monday through Friday, Fox Sports Radio, 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. Pacific Time, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. on the East Coast. And we are happy to continue to bring you this podcast, taking a look now at a very special team from 2008. We already looked back at one team from 2008, and that was the Detroit Lions who didn't win a game. Uh, So now we're going to take this the other direction and look back at the national champion 2008 Florida Gators football team, which really was the apex of the career of Tim Tebow. Your guy, former Jet Tim Tebow. Never gave him a chance. Never, he couldn't beat out Mark Sanchez. I watched, what does that tell I you? watched that battle live and in living oh, color during training camp. Almost was, got run over and lost a leg. It was uh, <laughs> on a fight that spilled into the media section. <laughs> I just remember what a circus it was. They're like, yeah, come on up. And then I get there and there's hundreds of media. ESPN's got their giant uh, daily check-in live from Jets camp. They've got a full, I mean, they built a whole set like they do oh, sure. for, for game day. <laughs> to watch Sanchez and Tebow get after it. And people are screaming, going, why are we bothering? <laughs> That's the thing about this, this podcast here is that Tim Tebow has become an icon type status. Mm-hmm. And he has, he has a reputation of in some realms of boy, Tim Tebow's almost perfect. Look at what he does, all the great things he does. You know, he would go to third world countries and help give circumcisions to to kids that that would otherwise get disease and some of the perfect things he does. He tries to rehabilitate uh, people in prison. Now he's become a very popular color commentator for football, doing other things, playing baseball for the New York Mets. 
but then there's part of it where, oh my goodness, Tim Tebow, I just laugh at the guy. The guy thought he was a great quarterback. He wasn't in the NFL. He was a one-trick pony. He was good in college. So you have the two schools of thought on Tim Tebow where you have one part of the sport or sports fans who say, wow, I can see what he did, appreciate it, and then understand he's a different guy now. He's an icon. And then you have the other part of fans who are like, oh, the guy never made it in the NFL. This is back when we looked at Tim Tebow at the height of his football popularity. This was as good as it got for Tim Tebow on the football field. Yes, you can say his his run with the Broncos when he won the playoff game against the Steelers was a big deal, but this was Tim Tebow, a culmination of years of promise. We'd heard about him. He came in and helped win a national championship for the Gators as a freshman, throwing the jump pass, but Chris Leak was the quarterback then. They didn't win the next year, but now here was Tebow coming off the Heisman Trophy. He went from bit player, Heisman Trophy, and now can he lead Florida to a national championship where he was on top of the football world? Because still, when he was at the Broncos, there were many people that said, he's not any good. He's just on a hot streak for the Broncos right now that are moving things around and, and, and tailoring the offense around him. There were still the detractors. But at this point, this was Tebow at the height of his popularity. Well, the difference between college and the level of player with you, right? When we look at this Gators team and the, the level of just special players in your receiving core and how you can run an offense. And that hadn't translated to the NFL. Tim Tebow comes up 20, 2018. Maybe, maybe we've got a different discussion, right? If, if he's a quarterback oh, yeah. coming into the league now. We're more where, apt to having him be our quarterback because we can build things around his you, special skill set. But you'll build it to his skill set, yeah. which nobody wanted to do. In When he was with the Broncos, the Jets, quickly with the Patriots as a backup, all of those things, it was, all right, how does he fit in? Like watching him with the Jets, it was painful in those practices that I attended because mm-hmm. they put the cones up trying to say, all right, stay in the pocket. And it was awful, right? It was like, tag, yeah. you're it. Like he never got rid of the ball. But as soon as they took the cones away and said, all right, now we're doing 11 on 11, let's go. And he can scramble and he can buy time and he can gain his receiver's separation now there was something different, and that's what they did in Denver. You could probably talk to most of the guys that played with them, and especially the offensive linemen, losing their minds because it wasn't a straight blocking scheme for right. him. It was like, all right, try to hold your block as long as you can. Just don't hold. And then downfield, <laughs> receivers stay active. Eventually, if he's still on his feet and hasn't tucked the ball to run, maybe you'll have that opportunity. But he was a 49% passer. Right, he was never accurate enough accurate to be enough able to, to do that. that work. Yeah. When when you look back at Tim Tebow, we're going to get to the Florida part of it, but just to, to think of him as he was the guy I felt that took all the arrows that made this era of quarterback possible. Because before Tebow, it was really, we had Randall Cunningham for a couple of years, but boy, he was special. You had Michael Vick and his physical talents, and boy, he was special. And now you had Tim Tebow, wait a minute, we can't just make it work with anybody. But he took all the arrows and showed that, you know, I can be a little bit successful when you build the offense around me. So slowly, We've gotten to the point where, okay, we're more comfortable with that. Then Russell Wilson starts showing up and winning Super Bowls. And then Lamar Jackson. And now it's everybody wants Russell Wilson or Lamar Jackson. Tebow is going to be seen as he's the conduit to say, all right, he made it was really difficult for people to get behind a quarterback that could be a big dual threat. But now it's much more easier. After they got past the negativity, they can move on to other players and embrace them more. But think about the guys that never got a shot, right? The guys from Nebraska. 
Oh, sure. Eric Crouch or Tommy Frazier, all those guys. Scott Frost got to change positions. Right. Got to become a safety. Go, yeah, you go play safety yeah. for Crouch. It was, hey, you want to play some wide receiver? Go have it. You know, all, all the way down, like guys that were great college quarterbacks, it's like, all right, your system doesn't play here. <laughs> and, we, and we don't do that anymore. I mean, credit to John Harbaugh. Credit, as we talk about on our nightly show on Fox Sports Radio, if you have the opportunity to draft and develop a special talent, a man like Liam Neeson with a special set of skills, <laughs> you go and you figure out how to build around and maximize for whatever that length of time is, those skills. For Tim Tebow, that never happened. So his, he flamed out in the NFL fairly quickly, but it doesn't detract from the legend that he was in college football. Coming off the Heisman Trophy in 2007, Florida lost the Capital One Bowl to Michigan, but they had high hopes. They were ranked fifth in the preseason coming in. And this is a 2008 team that was loaded with future NFL talent. Urban Meyer, when Urban Meyer was just a genius and he wasn't, boy, he's a great head coach, but he's got issues personally. Cam Newton was on this team before he got thrown off for yeah. stealing a computer, allegedly throwing it out the window. Cam Newton was the backup on this team. Mike and Marquise Pouncey, who turned into great linemen in the NFL, were on this team. Percy Harvin was on this team, and he really made this team go as fast as he was. Joe Hayden was on this team. The very infamous Aaron Hernandez was on this team when he was just a great tight end and not the infamous just character he turned did, into later on. What nobody knew or outside of whatever circles at that point, right? Also, Jeff Demps. Remember, as fast as he was, it was mm-hmm. Jeff Demps is going to be so great. Oh, he's so fast. He's so fast. Caleb Sturgis was the kicker on this team. Riley Cooper who had some big catches uh, during this season, uh, was on this team. issues in the NFL Yeah, he, well. he did. Shouldn't go to country music concerts. No. Carlos Dunlap was on this team. Janoris Jenkins was on this team. This was a fully loaded yes. 2008 Florida football team. Now, before we get into the season, let's take a look back at the year of 2008. 2008. If you're listening to the podcast, you go, wait a minute. You look back at big things from 2008 in the Lions podcast. So this is where we take things a little bit different direction. The 2008 college football season looked like this. Some of these highlights coming out of 2008. Rich Rodriguez got the job at Michigan. And right now, Michigan fans are going, Rodriguez, who never had a honeymoon at Michigan, came in upsetting the apple cart right away. We're going to do things my way. And it was, oh, my goodness, what are you doing, Rich Rodriguez? They're loving uh, Jim Harbaugh now, aren't they? He was such a bad fit. Such a bad fit. Oh, it never made sense. No. Also in 2008 was when Bobby Petrino left the Falcons near the end of the season for the Arkansas head coaching job. When he scrawled out that note (laughs) in a locker. Dear Falcons, I quit. Sincerely, Bobby. That's one of the most asinine things I think we've experienced in recent sports history. Uh, Fortunes changed for the Clemson Tigers as it was middle of the season where Tommy Bowden resigned with Clemson sitting at 3-3. and What did Clemson do? Well, they decided to promote an unknown assistant named Dabo Sweeney, who came in and took over and now and, you know, a few years later turned Clemson into a huge national power. Legend. And uh, Kyle Whittingham, head coach of Utah, Why is he such a big deal? At the end of the year, 
The agreement was that if you win the national championship game, you are the number one team in the country and everybody needed to vote that way. That was the agreement with the new way college football was doing things. Except Kyle Whittingham was very upset that his team was undefeated. He broke the agreement and voted Utah number one. So despite the (laughs) fact that Florida won the national championship, beating Oklahoma, no, no, I'm still voting my team number one and protest because we're undefeated and nobody else is. I kind of dig that about him. Just saying here's, I mean, did he sign the agreement? Maybe someone up the ladder did. But if he had the opportunity to cast that ballot himself. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, voting for uh, Allen Iverson as your MVP. Oh, you see, you think Fred Hickman did this? <laughs> it might have been Fred Hickman happened? under the Whittingham alias. I just wonder if college football just said, okay, do you feel like you got the protest in, Kyle? You feel, okay, great. You're not the national championship. We're moving on. Well, I mean, we've had that with other teams claiming national championships yeah. in recent memory, right? I mean, secondary uh, Florida school <laughs> deciding, hey, hey we, we got help. part of it. Put up that banner. So that was what 2008 looked like. Coming up next, we get into the season for the Florida Gators and an absolute legendary moment that people are going to talk about that's going to be sticking around the Florida campus for the next thousand years. This is Special Teams with Jason Smith and Mike Harmon. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. The 2008 season started off for the Florida Gators, ranked fifth in the country. Pretty nice spot to sit, and they started out great. They were 3-0 out of the gate, and they were 22-point favorites against Ole Miss. They had not turned the ball over their first three games, 
But this is where the Florida National Championship run hit a big roadblock. They committed their first turnover of the season in the second quarter against Ole Miss. Third quarter, Percy Harvin fumbles on a run. Tim Tebow fumbles. It's the first turnovers of the season for the Gators, and a lead turned into a deficit, and Ole Miss, behind the late Jevin Sneed, was suddenly off to the races, and Florida was in a lot of trouble in this one. Well, you're seeing the combination of Sneed's play some work on the ground and some big plays coming into coming into effect here that Florida punched in the mouth, right? First couple of games, easy. And as we see in college football, you get those warm-ups, right? You get a couple, it's like, all right, we don't even know where this school is. And you beat up on them by 40, 50 points. And look, your favorite school might still do that. That schedule might still be available to you. But here was one, we would look at the point spread and you're like, all right, it's going to be a cakewalk. And then every once in a while, it's, you know, all, all is easy. What is it? The Mike Tyson quote. All is easy until you get punched in the mouth the first time. And that's exactly what Florida got here. All the star power in the world didn't stop from Ole Miss coming up with a big effort. They fought their way back to tie the game, but the extra point is blocked. So it's 31-30, Ole Miss with the lead. But Florida did get the football back. With two minutes left to go, they need a field goal to win the game. Fourth and one at the 32-yard line with 40 seconds left. Tim Tebow is stopped on a run. Ole Miss runs out the clock. They win the game. 49-yard field goal is a 49-yard field goal, but they went for it on fourth and one. They didn't get it. And Florida loses this game to Ole Miss, a shocker upon shockers. But go back to a, a lot of lot of teams in the past, right? Insert college football coaching legend here. Didn't always have the kicker that you trusted from a higher range. Since Sebastian Janikowski, I think everybody thinks they can find super toe and just slam the guy's head and kick a 50-yard field goal. Back then, it was still... 49 was still in really kind of difficult proposition for a lot of kids. You know, I agree in theory because I remember in the 90s, unless it, if, unless it was under 40 yards, you didn't really want to kick. Yeah. You were throwing rolling dice. But this is 2008. This is still, you have decent kickers. You got to think, ah, we can make a 49-yarder. You and I are both, <laughs> hey, roll the dice. Because then, look, he misses, defense takes over, right? Whatever. I mean, you're putting it on your defense, especially if you're – as they did, top five team, you're thinking you're a national title contender. So We can get one yard on fourth and one. We can get one. one yard, and we can get a stop if it fails. I think that's that's the logic that flows through, especially it's Tim, Tim Tebow. He's going to part the sea. What are you talking about? So Tebow goes Heisman Trophy winner. He stopped on fourth and one, but it was after this game that he gave a moment that will live forever in college football lore because it was following the loss Tebow addressed the media and said the words that have since been turned into a plaque, an engraved plaque outside the entrance to the Gators football facilities. Quote, I'm sorry. I'm extremely sorry. We were hoping for an undefeated season. That was my goal, something Florida's never done here. But I promise you one thing, a lot of good will come out of this. You have never seen any player in the entire country play as hard as I will play the rest of this season, and you'll never see someone push the rest of the team as hard as I will push everybody the rest of the season, and you'll never see a team play harder than we will the rest of the season. God bless. Now, Tebow gave that speech. I remember when he did, people rolled their eyes going, yes, that's Tim Tebow. Yes, it's great. Well, yeah. But after what he did, leading the Gators to the national championship, this became 
a legendary moment in Urban Meyer. It was his idea to say, we're making this something so everybody can see it every day when they walk into the football facilities because Tim Tebow was about hard work and perseverance and always doing your best. Well, nowadays it would be condensed into a 280-word tweet. <laughs> Here's my <laughs> statement after losing to Ole Miss. That's it. It's got to be short to the point uh, as you roll through. I mean, look, I got people have short attention spans. What'd but, you say? But exactly. But I, that's that's the Tim Tebow that that's the beginning of it, right? Eventually, it became more about speeches than performance on the field, and that's when folks started tuning out. And we we go through his NFL career, and that's the case. But here, you, you see how it galvanized this team because the expectations were to go undefeated, right? Mm-hmm. You were you're talking here a three touchdown favorite, and you go and you you lose outright. That it suddenly, all right, it's not the the perfect season. And if we're not careful, we're not playing for anything meaningful at all. Like we're pay, playing in one of the 34 bowl games, but just, you know, as an also ran, because we won't get that opportunity to win it on the field. So if this was the low point for Tebow, this is where they started to really dig out from where they are. That loss dropped them to number 12. And Tebow's words inspired Florida, because here's what they did the next few weeks. They beat Arkansas 38-7. All right, well, Arkansas, they beat that. Then they play LSU, who was ranked fourth in the country. They beat them 51-21. Tebow is now leading an absolute unstoppable offense. They played Kentucky and beat them 63-5. They played Georgia, who was ranked eighth in the country at this point. And this was the Gator Stomp revenge game. If you remember the year before, it was Mark Richt, head coach of Georgia, in a very famous moment, who really wanted to win this game, told his team, when we score our first touchdown, everybody goes out to the end zone to celebrate, right? So they scored the touchdown and the entire team ran on the field and they're throwing flags everywhere. Urban Meyer is going, what the hell is this all about? But this was Mark Richt wanting to say, we're going to show you, we're going to win this game. Georgia does it. They win the game. And this was known as the Gator Stomp Revenge game because Georgia got blown out by Florida. Tebow has a big game. 49 to 10 is the final. And this was the revenge in which at the end of the game, up by 39, Urban Meyer starts using his timeouts in the final minute just to make the end of this game more painful for Georgia. Well, you have to suck it up a little bit more and say, all right, wear it. And now I'm just going to stare you down, right? Because that's the beauty of calling the timeout in a situation like that. You just fold your arms and kind of half grin across the way. And no matter how bad a guy's eyesight is and they're going to claim it, I couldn't really see. No, no, no. You see the whites of the eyes and you see the slight smile and that burns. Oh, how that burns. So big defeat there on the Jacksonville surface. Uh, It was such a big game for Tebow. He had rushed for three TDs in the game. That was 40 for his career. He sat in the fourth quarter, watched John Brantley take over and play the rest of the fourth quarter against Georgia. Uh, This was not a blip. For the Florida Gators. At this point, after this win over Georgia, they move up to number five in the country. They beat Vanderbilt 42-14. They play South Carolina, who's ranked 24th. Uh, Final score, Florida 56, South Carolina 6. They play the Citadel, 70-19. Another one of those SEC November games. You know how I feel about it. Hey, hey, wait, you know, we need a break, all right, from our schedule because, you know, we play in a a really tough conference, so we're going to play the Citadel in November. Uh, Then it was the big rivalry game, Florida-Florida State. 
it wasn't a real rivalry in the game because Florida wins this 45-15, but this is the Tebow bloody jersey game in which you see this all over YouTube. Remember, he goes in for a touchdown. It was very muddy this game, and the red in the end zone gets all over his jersey, so it looks like it's a bloody Tebow. Like he just got punched in the face. Yeah, like he's yeah. Mel Gibson in Braveheart, <laughs> and suddenly, <laughs> I would take my lives, but I won't take our freedom. And it was the, like I said, it was the bloody jersey, and this is where Tebow's legend grew even further than it was because if it was at a low point after the loss to Mississippi, this was a springboard where now it's, oh my goodness, here they are headed to the SEC championship game against Alabama and Tebow is at the height of his powers. Well, and you're pummeling all these teams, right? And you're talking about ranked opponents from LSU was fourth with less miles to Georgia was eighth, South Carolina, top 25, Florida State, top 25, and you're beating them by 30. Right, you're you're not eking out wins here. You are absolutely just obliterating all comers. And for Tim Tebow, just when we talk about college football legends, like certainly in our lifetime, have you seen anybody better? So as he went through the back end of this year, this is where the the goat talk that we get so enamored with in all the, our other sports. For Tim Tebow, you start raising an eyebrow, going, I don't know that we've seen anything like this. Now, the one thing that happened for the Gators here is Percy Harvin gets hurt in the Florida State game. And, you know, for all the attention Tim Tebow got over the course of his career, Percy Harvin was such an unbelievable jaw-dropping player because of his speed. And, and many people would watch his team and go, as good as Tebow is, the threat that Percy Harvin is, that's the guy you got to watch out for because you, you have to account for him on every play. Receiver, return man, running reverses, whatever they're going to do, the ball in his hands. I mean, he was electrifying. So this is where Florida sits now, headed to the SEC championship game against Alabama. Would there be a second Heisman Trophy in Tim Tebow's future? And what about the national championship later on against the guy who actually did win the Heisman Trophy over Tebow that year? All that more coming up next here. Special Teams Podcast with Jason Smith and Mike Harmon. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot, 
The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. So what was now left for the Florida Gators and Tim Tebow in their run to immortality? First was the SEC championship game against Alabama. It was a number one versus number two game. Not one of the classic SEC championship games of all time, but there was a lot of firepower. A young freshman wide receiver named Julio Jones had a pretty big game for Alabama as well as Mark Ingram at running back. And this is the beginning of the, oh boy, Alabama's just got squads every single year now. Well, you talk about Urban Meyer against Nick Saban and the the glory of Nick Saban, right? We'd had his different levels of success and then Michigan State and LSU, but now, now the beast begins. And so we, when you see those skill position players that you have, never had to be about the quarterback, just needed to build them big, fast, and have a running back to make things go. It was a tight game in the first half. Offenses struggled despite Alabama. Look, it did move the ball a bit. But in the third quarter, things opened up. Alabama outscored Florida 10-zip, but it was Florida who outscored Alabama 14-0 in the fourth quarter. Jeff Demps with a touchdown run, and then Tim Tebow a touchdown pass to Riley Cooper, giving the Florida Gators an 11-point lead. Alabama, their last-ditch effort. Quarterback John Parker Wilson was sacked. They couldn't move the ball. Had an interception on the final drive. And Florida's defense comes through in the fourth quarter to win the game and set up Florida into the national championship game. But before that, we had to hand out some hardware. Tim Tebow, who was bidding to become back-to-back Heisman Trophy winner, was up in a final group with Sam Bradford and Colt McCoy. Sam Bradford wins the Heisman Trophy. He threw 48 touchdowns last year for that year for Oklahoma. Tim Tebow was 30 touchdowns. He also ran for 12 touchdowns. He had a great year. An oddity, he had the most first place votes of anybody, but finished third behind Sam Bradford and Colt McCoy. And this is a very odd anomaly. Now, wait a minute, he had the most first place votes, but everybody went crazy because this was the year that the Big 12 opening up of the offenses really took center stage because it was look up until you get to 2008, 2009, the teams that lined up and threw the ball with four wide receivers wide out of the shotgun. They were all teams that played in the whack and, and, and the mountain West there's all right, we get to see it, but that's not real football. But the fact that these spread offenses were now brought to the big 12 and here's Sam Bradford who went on to be the number one overall pick in the draft. This was all the rage. The big 12 Saturday afternoons of 48, 45 games were brand new at this time. And that was what got everybody, attention because all through the year we had seen Tebow last year and have a great year but this was boy here's Sam Bradford here's Colt McCoy here's Sam Bradford here's Colt McCoy and everybody got into that every Saturday no it's funny because we'd seen it for about a decade but as you said it was always uh that type of offense was associated with the whack a little bit of the four-hour games in the Pac-10 <laughs> and then you had Joe Tiller at Purdue what was the commonality nobody could defend anybody 
So you had some speedsters, but you you had terrible defenses. So you had these shootouts. So they weren't great teams. So now all of a sudden you had contenders that said, well, what if we flip the script and have at it? And Sam Bradford was a known commodity too, but he hadn't won. So for Tim Tebow, it just became part of what really was a, his entire NFL career was, all right, I've, I've heard enough about Tim Tebow. And then after a while, it wasn't even about football with Tim Tebow. It became about messaging and who he was off the field and, and everything else. People started to get into the wrinkles of that. But for the Heisman Trophy, it's like, yeah, you already won. All right, Archie Griffin got it twice. Nobody else is getting that. Yeah, we're not going to do that. We're not doing that again. Yeah, we're not going to do it. Like when, like I remember it was a big deal in the Oscars when, okay, you got two best actor and no one's going to get three. Then Daniel Day-Lewis gets it and then, wow. But it was it was almost like an unwritten rule that, okay, he did it, but no one else can really do it. Had there not been Colt McCoy, had it just been Sam Bradford and Tim Tebow, maybe Tebow does it. Because media, they, they always really want to do something that is against the grain. They wanted to give the Heisman Trophy to Charles Woodson mm-hmm. in 1997 sure. over Peyton Manning. I think they would have wanted to give it to him, but just that air show every Saturday, it's the Big 12, and it's something that that now is creeping into Power 5 conferences. You couldn't get enough of it. It was one game earlier in the day, then Texas would play later, or vice versa, and it was, take a look at these crazy video game numbers from quarterbacks at schools where if Oklahoma threw five passes in a game, you know, 10 years before that, that was a big deal. Right. What's dominating the highlight reels, right? And obviously, uh, uh, even 10 years ago, a different world in terms of how things are consumed. Right now, we're, we're talking about as soon as the the touchdown celebration's over, it's up on Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, wherever else, wherever you're consuming your media, that you, you can watch the highlights so it lives over the course of the day. Back even in 2008, it was, all right, here's your half-hour highlight or the five minutes at the end of your local news where all of a sudden you started getting the barrage and whatever game was latest, whatever your prime time was, and let's face it, SEC, that was, at least for us here on the West Coast, you know, that's 9 a.m. is a lot of those games where you were seeing Tim Tebow or maybe in the 1 p.m. or thereabout slots. Primetime wasn't as it is now where you've got more games, more selection, and more competition for those viewer viewer eyeballs and clicks. No, the big game was always the 3.30 ABC game, right? It wasn't the primetime. It was what, what's on 3.30 p.m. on ABC. That's always the big game. Whatever is there, that's what we're going to watch, and that was where these games were. All those years, man, those Mm. 3.30 ABC games. So then Tim Tebow and Sam Bradford met again, this time in the national championship game. It was Tebow versus Bradford, the last two Heisman Trophy winners. The thing is, neither offense played well in this game. You know, Oklahoma comes in an NCAA record over 700 points this year, and Tebow's a do-everything quarterback. Tebow threw two picks all year. He threw two against Oklahoma. Sam Bradford threw two picks. This is not one of those, boy, we're going to get some kind of great. It's, oh, no. We're getting a game that is kind of ugly here. And and ugly games like that are always going to favor the team with the better defense. Yeah, and you had some, some coaching changes, right? Florida had guys, because of their success and sustained success, suddenly going off to looking at other jobs. So you've got those distractions that start entering your practice Rounds and, and the weeks leading up to the game uh, as you, you ran through, right? Dan Mullen heading over to Mississippi State, but certainly... But he stayed to coach. He stayed to and, coach, and, and, yeah, but, stayed he's, to coach. but he's out, yeah. right? And so... 
Listen, I'm, I got a conference call on with Miss. I, so I'm, I'm only listening with one ear. All so right, so how much is he in? How much is he dialed yeah. in? But all those questions that we ask all the time in the final weeks of seasons. Yeah, I'll stick through the bowl games. No, this is a national title game, <laughs> right? It, it's not like, hey, the bowl game played on December 20th. Yeah. This is kind of a big deal here. But yeah, it, it was one that seemed like a lot more feeling out than one that had the normal flow that either team played with during the regular season. Now, the big deal in this game wasn't actually Tebow or Sam Bradford. It was the return of Percy Harvin, who, as time goes on, should get a lot more credit for this Florida run because he was unstoppable. His speed, what he could do on those jet sweeps when they threw him the football, returning kicks, he was such a huge weapon that you know Tim Tebow, obviously, and, and, and his icon personality and, and persona overwhelmed things, but Percy Harvin was the guy that made this team go. They needed big plays in the national championship game, and he got it. All right, He ran for a two-yard touchdown to give Florida a 14-7 lead. Oklahoma ties the game right after he breaks off a 52-yard run to set up a field goal. They could take a 17-14 lead. It was these plays by Harvin that really changed the game because suddenly Florida's offense was moving the football more because Harvin, who had, who had missed time, was back for the first time in this game, missed the Alabama game. And so now he's back, and now Oklahoma had trouble accounting for all of those weapons that Florida had on offense now, and things got a little bit easier for them in the second half. Yeah, I was trying to figure out where that, that explosive play was going to come from, and when he missed time, you know, it bogs down. He ends up leading, leading rusher. And that's not what you think of Percy Harvin. No. Like, I first think... Return man, and then occasionally a receiver with the occasional gadget play. Right. I guess but it wasn't sense. a great night for Here, the offense. It wasn't right. a great night. Nobody Here, had a good night. Nine, nine carries, 122 yards, the score. Tebow ran for over 100 yards, too. So you're talking about busted plays, design runs, and gadgetry really pulling out all stops. Things that you get criticized for to some degree, but in this case, it, it helped to the celebration of the creativity of Urban Meyer. Sam Bradford is picked off by Ahmad Black, who had a big year for Florida that year, interception-wise. Tebow throws a touchdown to David Nelson. I remember David Nelson. He was great. Like, every four weeks with the Bills, it was, oh, should I pick up David Nelson in fantasy? Yeah, no, he, would he, have had, like he had once a, a month run, thing, yeah. right? David Nelson. Yeah, he uh, popped on the radar quite a bit. Then Oklahoma turns it over on downs. That is it. Florida are your national champions they win it all, and it is the crowning moment of Tim Tebow's collegiate career. Because now, Tebow, who has played three seasons as a quarterback for Florida, won a national championship his first year. As a part-time starter, he would come in for Chris Leak, and he, they would run the jump pass, and he was the big weapon. Love the jump pass. Then he wins the Heisman Trophy. Now he wins a national championship. All right, now... The following year, after they win it all, I mean, it's, it's Team Tebow's everywhere. He says he's coming back for his senior year. 2009, they went 12-0, and and they lost to Alabama in the SEC championship game. There's a reason why we're going past this season here for a second. So they go 12-0, and lose to Alabama in the SEC title game. All right, Urban Meyer steps down for health reasons. He stayed with Tebow as long as he could mm -hmm. go, and now he's stepping down. But four years of Tebow, two national titles, a Heisman, and an undefeated regular season. For me, he goes down as the best college football player of the modern era. You know, I can't look back at what seasons guys like Jay Burwanger had, or, you know, you go back early, you know, Certainly. Mr. Inside, Mr. Mm -hmm. Outside, Ernie and, and, and Glenn Davis. But, but you want to look back, or, or Doc Blanchard and Glenn Davis, Ernie Davis was Syracuse. And, but the modern college football 
Nobody has had a career like that. No, not one person. You say, all right, who's accomplished the most? Two national championships, a Heisman Trophy, undefeated regular season. You're not going to find anybody. No, you can have some fun with stats and depending on what style of game you like, right? The career that Ricky Williams had, but you don't have the titles. The career Ron Dane had at Wisconsin, just amazing. His durability and for a big man, once he got moving, you weren't bringing him down. More I talked to ex- NFL players that we have the pleasure of working with or talking to Fox Sports Radio, the more you find out cornerbacks and safeties, it wasn't just Deion Sanders. Nobody wants to hit a running back yeah, downfield. No. no. Like no. you always think, all right, there's just certain players you don't want any part of. No, they don't want any part of any of it. And then you show a picture of Ron Dane's like, oh no. And for a while you could have joked that his name was the ball carrier. Because on the PA, it was Ron Dane, the ball carrier. Yeah. Again. You would, so you, wa- you would watch him, like, put his hand on a lineman's back and follow it for, like, seven yards downfield before he hit anybody. Yeah. I mean, that, and then that he'd was duck Ron around, Dane. and then he'd have another 10. Yeah. And he was no guy to hide, right? This wasn't Tariq Cohen yeah. hiding behind an offensive line. This is a big man who was barely smaller uh, than the lineman. But, yeah, I mean, there's a few guys. I mean, you look at the career of, of Peyton Manning. Like fantastic numbers. Didn't have the didn't win, right? And they didn't win a year after he was gone, right? T. Martin comes in. Waiting for T. Martin. Oh, now but yeah. Know. I mean, just go through and you think of all these great careers. Like it's not even close. Like to the accolades, to to what the team did and what he did personally. I mean, really, just an amazing four year run. He goes down as the best college football player of the modern era. His legacy is secure. He's got the bloody jersey game. He has the plaque. He's got everything. But what about some of the other players? All right, I got a four-pack for you here that you'll enjoy. And and the fifth, we've talked about Percy Harvin before. Uh, Check the archives of special teams uh, and where Percy Harvin is talking about uh, needing to quell his migraines and, well, the weed uh, and and booze (laughs) being part of what helps sustain him. Uh, We got Dustin Doe, former linebacker in Jasper, Florida. He's a team counselor for the Boys and Girls Club of America. Oh, that's, that's his gig. I'm picturing him like from Wet Hot American Summer. <laughs> they, well, you have that too. Will Hill, uh, linebacker slash safety. He's going to be on the roster and helping to lead things for the St. Louis Battlehawks of your XFL. I like so, Battlehawks as a nickname. So, I mean, we still have a lot of players that are either just finishing their NFL careers or trying to continue uh, NFL or, or football in general, uh, wherever they can. You've got William Steinman, former offensive lineman. He's a products liability defense attorney in Pennsylvania. What that? Do you slip and fall because of wearing these sneakers? Yes. Well, come see me. All right, this is more the product blew up in your face, but oh, okay. that kind of thing. Uh, and, well, and we watched Zion Williamson's sneaker blew up. That it is could true. Happen. Well, you want to talk about something that was worth tens of millions to him? How about that? Sue Nike. Exactly. Uh, no, just sign a bigger deal with them when it comes to the sneaker wars. Uh, and then Jamal DeVoe, the linebacker, he is a VP of distribution for a grocery and food service supply company. I need lettuce and I need it now. Well, we'll get it to you. But that supply chain management, mm-hmm. there's an underrated skill. How many garden domes do I need this spring? Hey, and there's also jobs that people are going to always need. People are going to always need food. Right? How you do know, I get food? How do I get the trucks? How do I get the... The planes, whatever uh, supply methods we have, let's get them on the roads. So there's our look back at the 2008 National Champion Florida Gators and Tim Tebow. Uh, you can hit us up on social media. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike is at Swollen Dome. 
any ideas, feedback, and teams that you might want to hear featured on the next edition of Special Teams Podcast with Jason Smith and Mike Harmon. Check out our show again on Fox Sports Radio every night, Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. on the West Coast, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. on the East Coast. We'll see you next week for another episode of Special Teams. Before you go, rate and review the show, whether you're listening on iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio apps, Apple, whatever it is. Give us a rate. Tell us you like it. We will love you forever and ever and ever. Special Teams is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.